This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's at 7 o'clock hour. Now, coming up in this segment, in just a few minutes, we got a Novacare doctor on who will explain to us the drama that was unfolding last night in, uh, was it in? Uh, in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. And by the way, Buffalo has left and gone back to Buffalo. Yes. The Bills are not ready mm-hmm. to resume that game immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how they're going to work all that out, but right now the main concern is about the, uh, the condition of DeMar Hamlin, who was uh, at one point, had no pulse. Yeah. They had to bring him back to life on national TV. And the Novacare physician will help us to understand what that entails and the, the pressure that are on those people. Yeah. Because the whole world is watching you and you have to perform a miracle. And they did. You got good, good job by all the people that are on that field bringing him back. But anyway, uh, I want to start this thing in the Mormon Day. And I got to keep telling you it's Mormon Day. Because when you're bitching about a football team, when there was a life and death thing going on on the field, it's kind of ludicrous. But I understand that most of you listen to WIP to get away from life and death. That life and death is on all the news stations and all the other things. And we seek that escape by sitting down and watching a football game. Every once in a while, it creeps in whether you yeah, want you to or not. you get some perspective. You, get some, you yeah. learn a little bit about yourself and about your life. But I do want to go back to what happened with the Eagles because I cannot possibly express in a show two days after the game the disgust that I felt in the moment watching that football game because I was stupid enough to believe that the Eagles would put together a game plan like none they had done all year against a weak opponent. Yeah, I looked at it logically, and I said to myself, Eagles got everything to gain here. The Saints aren't going to the playoffs, and they know it. 19, 19 things have to happen if they go to the playoffs. They're done. Andy Dalton's their coach. Is there a more journeyman quarterback There's in the world than Andy many. Dalton? Not many. Come up with a game plan and rub them out early, and in the second half you could use Ian Book as your quarterback. That's how, that's how I assumed it would happen. So the Eagles win the toss, they defer. And from that point, including the Josh Sweat uh, a break when he got injured, you couldn't believe which team was which. Yep. You thought the other team was 13-2. You couldn't believe it. And it was coaching malpractice like none I have witnessed this year, for sure. Maybe a few years. 
They did not have their team ready to play. That was very clear. And and yeah. uh, yesterday, a guy who I respect dramatically, and he will be on at 9 today, Brian Balder, the Odyssey inside. Brian Balder breaks a tape down. And he's trying to understand what the strategy of Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, what? They were 13 to do. The guy can't be a moron, can he? Can you be 13 to 2 with the offensive no, coordinator and be a like, moron? He seemed like he was brilliant. I, or was I think, he not brilliant and just uh, Jalen Hurts Jaylen was covering Hurts, up all uh, of his mistakes? Yeah, I, I think would it's lean a combination. Don't you wonder now? I think the word I'm, uh, we might be looking for is stubborn. Well, listen to Baldy. And this is a one minute takedown of the Eagles and their approach to that game that I could never match. Listen. I don't know who thought that this game plan was worth a darn in Philadelphia putting this thing together against the Saints. They ran the ball 50 times at the Saints last year. So what do they do? They come out, first play of the game, and they throw, all right, Miles Sanders misses a blitz pickup on Cade Smith. It's going to happen. But so on the first play, your quarterback, who you don't really want to get hit, gets hit. When you get your quarterback hit like this, this is what happens to him. Like, he's been hit four times in the first eight plays. Like, what in the world are the Eagles doing? This is, like, ridiculous. Any quarterback, I don't care if it's Brady, Rodgers, you get them hit four times in the first eight plays. This is what they do. They all do it. That's horrible. I don't care what the Eagles' record is. Like, this is a, this is just terrible football. Terrible game planning, terrible football, terrible for Gardner Minshew. Like, who thought this was any good? That's ridiculous. That's awesome. Love the last oh, man. Well done. Well done. And let me just say, uh, a lot of that is attributable on the offensive side of the ball to the line itself. Yeah. In, in his great career in this town, I don't think Jason Kelsey ever had a worse game. I don't know what was going on with him. He had a, a holding penalty. He had a false start. One time he just didn't center the ball. I don't know what he was doing. But I'm going to ask him Thursday, and I'm going to just say, Jalen, uh, Jason, we are not familiar with that that kind of a Jason Kelsey. He'll, that was an awful performance. Yeah, he'll and you. he's the leader. And I go, what the hell was going on? How were you guys not ready starting with you? Why weren't you ready? He'll have an answer for you. Honestly. I know he will. Yep. And it will be an answer that, uh, you know, gives himself a lot of the blame, yep. as it should. But what were they thinking? The game was right in front of them. They had everything to play for. That was what they did? Reading their own press clippings, perhaps? Oh, oh starting with the coaches. Unbelievable. All right, there was great drama at, uh, last night on ESPN Monday Night Football. Here to help us with it, Rhea, would you please uh, introduce our Novacare doctor? Dr. Jim McKenzie, orthopedic spine surgeon at Orthopedic Surgery and Rehab Associates in Abington, Rockledge, and Meadowbrook. Specializes in spine issues. Team doctor for LaSalle. He was an academic All-American center at Syracuse, started for two years, played against the Kelsey brothers when they were at Cincinnati. For more info, osraorthopedics.com. Doc, welcome to our show. How are you doing today? First time, long time, Ange. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm glad to chat with you. Well, Doc, uh, the timing couldn't be better for us because we're really very curious about what happened last night in uh, Cincinnati. And, um, when they say that CPR is on the field, when there's a large gathering around the body and that kind of thing, we're talking life and death there, right, Doc? Yeah, first off, Ange, let me say, you know, thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamblin, and I really commend the uh, medical personnel 
for their quick response and the uh, way in which they uh, behaved in a truly emergent situation. What we're talking about here is uh, an injury towards the chest. And uh, before I go into it, I'd like to say that I'm by no means a cardiac expert, but basically uh, an injury towards the chest uh, occurred to Mr. Hamlin and at a specific moment in between beats of the heart. And you can think of the heart like a battery-powered pump. Its job is to move blood across the body, and there are two chambers called ventricles. And so those pump the blood towards the brain and the rest of the body. And if the pump electricity is off kilter and out of sync, you go into what's called fibrillation. And so that means that that muscle that's pumping doesn't work correctly. And so you need to perform emergent CPR to do the job of the heart until someone can come in with an AED machine and defibrillate or get the heart back on its pace. So this is an emergent, very uh, uncommon, but very dangerous situation. All right. So, Doc, they bring on a defib then with the paddles. Is that how they get you back in rhythm? That's correct. So they place these paddles on the chest and it can actually read your rhythm and check to see if this is something that can be shocked back into rhythm. And then that is how you get the pulse back. But the key here is to make sure that someone is there performing the CPR to allow the heart to continue to pump without it working correctly. You have to do that for this person. So I think it's a critical and well-performed activity that was done last evening. Doc, can you imagine being in a position with on the scene, on network TV, in the middle of a huge sports event, having to save a person's life, the pressure that that that, that medical team must feel? It's got to be like it would be for a team in a big room and only much bigger, right? Absolutely. And the thing to think about is that they are trained professionals for this. But, Ange, I I would like to uh, plug this and say that you can go to redcross.org and anybody, any adult listening to this program right now, can become CPR certified. You can actually become part of a team that can help save a life because it's rare for this to happen on a football field on national television. Many times people don't have the uh, opportunity to have medical assistance immediately available And this often can be fatal on the site of this type of accident. So it's very important to think that way. And just quickly from a player's perspective, you know, having played as an offensive center at Syracuse, when you see an injury of one of your teammates or an opponent on the field, it almost always is uh, uh, yelling and, um, you know, you're clearly upset whenever anybody goes down. But I think especially for these players, probably hearing nothing, having that utter lack of response, was probably a true shock to their system. And I really feel for all the players who experienced that directly firsthand. That is a challenging thing to experience. Well, that, that's my last question, Doc, as a former player yourself. Um, how hard is it to go on the field the next game, whenever yeah. they resume that game, knowing that this is a risk you're taking? Yeah, it's it's a great point, Angelo. And I think the the way I think about this is, When that moment happens, DeMar Hamlin is no longer a safety. He's no longer a football player, a Buffalo Bill. Uh, He's a young 24-year-old guy whose life is at risk. And so the game kind of dissolves, and it's going to take some time for the players to uh, mentally uh, regain some confidence on getting back on the field. We all know that there are risks in playing football, but the game becomes less important, and I applaud the NFL for their decision. And I applaud you and Novacare 
Doctor, that was a phenomenal job at letting us understand what happened last night. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, Ange. Dr. James McKenzie. He's right about that. um, After my son was born, it was recommended that I learn. And so my brother and I went and got uh, certified. Right. I mean, it's, and you got to take a court, you know, it's, it's like, you think, okay, this is kind of good to have. So if, if one of us keeled over, you'd be able to come in and administer to us? Which one? <laughs> uh, let me just Johnson, you're not going to make it. Yeah, John, Johnson. You are not high up on the list. Somebody God. called Johnson's family. It didn't pan out. Uh, I want you to hear this one other thing, though. Uh, at least assault is, you know, we often uh, complain about sideline reporters because they don't give you much. In the moment, was she right there and she gave you the emotion that was happening on the field while these players were crying and praying and circling uh, what was going on right there with DeMar Hamlin? And just just listen to this report. It's hard uh, because, like you guys have said, this is, a, this is a human being. And all you can really think about is, you know, I hope, I hope that guy is okay. Mm-hmm. And that's all we were all hoping for was that that DeMar Hamlin was going to get up and that he was going to get on in that ambulance. He was going to give us a thumbs up and we were all going to know that he was okay. And, and, and when that didn't happen, I think this entire stadium was just devastated. I mean, I mean, right now, all I can really think about is, is that player, his teammates, just seeing the agony on their faces, the concern on their faces. They're scared for him right now, and they should be. That, that the emotion in her voice... It's extraordinary what she did. She was, remember when we first saw her? It was during the OJ trial. Oh, really? And I did not realize this. I looked it up while you were talking about her. She's from King of Prussia. Oh, really? Well, we are proud of you today, Lisa. You did a phenomenal job with that report.